Hello, welcome to Circuit and Gear, a podcast where we discuss scenic automation and other interesting tech. I'm Gareth Connor. And I'm Royal Marty. Royal! Gareth! It's been so long. It's been too long. It's been too long, absolutely. We've had a little hiatus. Things have gotten busy. Yeah. Where's yeah, so time we took, gone? <laughs> <laughs> we took a little, uh, we had to take a little week hiatus from a podcast, but we're back and better than ever. Yeah. Back and strong. That's right. <laughs> so big news this week. Yes. Very big news. Peter Veal has joined our team as our new um, business development manager. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be handling sales for us going forward. And he is actually, drum roll. Right. Based in L.A. In L.A. So he's, he's the smart one. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> he's, not living, he's not suffering through the New England weather, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Peter is out in L.A. Uh, he is going to be out there for all you West Coast people. He'll be in your time zone. Right. You can reach him just by calling the regular shop number and uh, hitting one for sales, and you'll get Peter probably, or maybe, maybe one of us. us. You know, we're all still answering the phones. Right. Nobody else is going away. <laughs> you can still talk to us, no problem. But Peter, um, we're really happy and excited to have Peter on the team. Uh, Peter... Worked at Rosebrand for years out on the West Coast yep. uh, in their sales department and is uh, joining us, our little band of merry automation junkies, <laughs> uh, to start selling automation gear. Yeah, it'll, it'll be great to have great him on to board. Have somebody, yeah, great to have somebody focused just on sales and uh, they're all the time answering the phone, talking to people, getting out, right. shaking hands, all exactly. that sort of good stuff. So super happy to have Peter on the team. He's actually out in the shop this week. This is his second week with us. Yep. Um, and he's spending a week out here in Rhode Island, just kind of getting a feel for the feel for the company. Yeah, the, seeing some rain. See, yeah, he got to see <laughs> rain for the first time. In, he took pictures for his <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sadly, California is. Uh, we didn't. We didn't realize how lucky we had it. We we certainly understand that there's a drought in California. But <laughs> Watching right. Peter run outside to take pictures of the rain. Yeah, watching his ears perk up, like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and a funny side note, it turns out Peter's actually from Chicago. And you may not know, but I'm from Chicago originally. Right. Yeah, because you're both Cubs fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> you and the Cubs fans. Uh, no, but Peter actually ended up, uh, it turns out, rather, Peter went to um, elementary and high school at the school, the academy behind my house that I grew up at. Yes. So pretty funny stuff. Um, there's enough of an age difference there that <laughs> wasn't at the same time. You don't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty cool. Anyway, super happy to have Peter. And I'm sure people will be talking to Peter uh, coming up. Very and soon. For the folks on the West Coast, uh, you'll have somebody always on the phone available in your time zone, which right. is pretty handy. And ready to visit you. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. You have been warned. You'll be seeing Peter soon. <laughs> so we got a couple of items of follow-up this week. First yeah. up. First up, uh, Chris Zincon got back to us from a couple episodes back when we talked about like everything that we bring on trips with us. Like, yeah. What little, we think are... What's our automation pack, right? Yeah. What we think is the most important things. And uh, and he's like, what about a meter? An electrical meter? We don't use them. We don't Never use touch them. No, we can usually tell by uh, just touching just, the wires. That's right. You lick your finger and you... Right. There you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but they are very important. And I think we just forgot about it because... 
That's like one of the first things we grab. I mean, yeah, I, I grab and I assume you grab too. Absolutely. I never leave. I barely leave the shop without my meter. Right. I like to go home. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I can't believe that we missed putting the meter on there. Yep. Absolutely a good multimeter. I think we both have fluke multimeters. Right. Um, but anything, any decent multimeter yep. uh, is absolutely the way one of to go. the first things yeah. you, you grab. Yep. yep. You got to have totally. it. And then we got another uh, follow-up from our Nord Motor discussion. That's right. So Chris Krzyzewski from uh, Hall Associates Flying Effects, a great customer and good friend of the show and the shop, uh, he's been chatting with us about Nord because he was a little surprised to hear that we'd had a bad experience with the, uh, particularly with the, well, with the Nord Motor, both with the kind of vibration we'd experienced yeah. and then also with the volume of the brake. With the, the brake noise. Yeah. The brake. He says that... Um, there are actually quiet brake options and they've had better luck with Nord than they have with SEW. So they're completely flip-flops. Right, than where we are, yeah. Um, and he says the quiet options are NRB1, quiet brake release, and NRB2, quiet brake operation. <laughs> <laughs> so right. it turns out there are two options. I'm a little surprised. They do exist, yes. Yeah. yeah. A little surprised our salesman didn't happen to mention it. Right, I mean, he knows the industry we're in. And yeah. he knows that that is a big deal to us. But really glad that Chris points this out because uh, that that maybe breathes some life into the Nord possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so good to know. Thanks, Chris, for sending that to us. And we'll definitely check it out and let you guys know. Yeah. Chris also says that he wonders at what uh, if they were missing noise reduction options on their brakes because their brake SEWs seem to be louder than their Nord's. Well, who knows, know. right? I mean, <laughs> we don't spec anything for we the noise reduction. We don't. We don't. We just use the uh, the two thirty volt input. Yep. Um, but then you know, just use the standard brake rectifier right in there in the box, and don't do anything fancy with it. So um, <clears throat> I'm surprised. Yeah. That they had problems with the brake noise, but um, yeah, we don't do, we don't spec anything special for that. Yeah, but that's interesting to hear about the Nord. It is. Because that kind of, you know, as we were saying just the other day, it kind of puts Nord back on the table. I mean, yeah. we, we're not going to go all in with them and, like, use them for a stock product right now. But right. I think we've got to give them another shot for a yep. custom job or something like that, you know. Exactly. I think see what it's like. Next custom job, we'll probably try it again and see how it goes. And then and then maybe there's room for them in the stock lineup. Yep. We'll see. Absolutely. And, of course, the, we use the Nord motors on the Bellagio job. Yep. And, Royal, you just got back from... Chili Las Vegas. <laughs> right. Thank God I brought my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you you went out there to uh set up the the Bellagio job with Stagehouse Las Vegas, a great scene shop out there, a yep. customer of ours. Yep. Tony Lamaker and the rest of the guys. And all those guys, right. Um how did that go? It went it went well. It went very well. Did you uh, go straight to the job site or no? So what we wanted to do is uh, we wanted to set up a, set it up in the shop first. Oh, that's um, that's always a good idea. Yeah, it was a very good idea. Yeah, because uh, you know we set it up in our shop, but then yeah. we didn't have any walls or anything like that to uh, to see what it was going to be like in real life. And um, it just to refresh everybody's memory, this was a rig that had a two motors. Each yep. motor flips five pivoting walls and they're roughly 18 feet yeah tall. they're about 18 feet tall and four feet wide yeah so like big giant vertical blinds right cool. exactly exactly yeah so we set them up in our shop here and ran them and you know made sure just everything, the mechanics just the mechanics no no wall or anything made sure it worked and 
uh, it, here in the shop, it worked fine from what we could tell. Yeah. Um, you know, everything was running well. Um, so then we shipped it there, uh, set it up in their shop with their walls, um, and everything was everything was good. I mean, we got it all to spin, no problems, and uh, very smooth. Um, but, you know, what we could, the thing that I quickly noticed was it was creating like a cascade effect. So like wall one would start, then wall two, then wall three, then wall four, then wall five. And that's because we were using roller chain, you know, yeah. to connect each of the walls. And so we use individual links of roller chain. Right. So right? we had the motor linked to wall one, wall one linked to li- wall two. two. Wall two linked to wall three. And we were a little concerned about when we came came up with that. I mean, which was really... I pushed for that because I thought that having one giant chain was going to just be difficult to yeah. manage. But we knew that the going in that the problem could be that we'd get a cascade. Right. And we, you know... And so we were worried about that. And then when we saw it working here, we didn't notice it. In the shop, it. it didn't look, it looked synchronous. Right. And so, so we were like, oh, that's sweet. That's fantastic. You know? Boy, you put five feet of wall on each one. <laughs> yeah, you put some load and then you put something that you can notice it. And you notice it right away. Yep. Every um, little stage of backlash. Yep. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Um, so, you know, I, to me, it was like, oh, that's a bummer. But it's not the end of the world. Right. Uh, so all we did is we had to take the walls down. Yeah, which took some time, but not crazy. And then, uh, then we took all those individual chains off and made one long, one big long chain. Just joined them together, exactly, and uh, and then connected them. So we had one link of chain going from the motor to the first panel, and then from the first panel all the way to the fifth panel. So, you know that that works well after that. Um, the only the only thing I I wish we would have done differently, and uh-huh. at the time I didn't think about it, and now I should have thought about it of like of moving the tensioners. We had two two chain tensioners on each panel. Yeah. Right. So we were pinching the chain in to the drive sprocket. Yeah. And they were on the same side of the drive sprocket. Oh, right. Right. So hindsight being twenty twenty, I would have put them on opposite, opposite sides. sides. Yeah. So you right. like lead in, lead out. Exactly. Because you know, we were able to take up enough take up enough tension with the uh, yeah with the tensioners with one long chain, no problem. But we weren't getting great engagement on yeah, because you're kind of just folding around one side of the sprocket and the right. other side would yeah. If you could have increased the wrap, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sides. wasn't a problem, but it, it you'd feel better about exactly. It. I feel better about it if we if we would have done something different. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice that it worked. That like seemed like it worked really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Um, yeah. So, so you got that all sorted out in the shop. You found the, the little cascade problem. You fixed it by joining the chains together. Right. And then the next thing we noticed was, well, I noticed quickly was like, it was very hard for the operator to jog it. Um, like, okay. You know, on the, from the showstopper, from the showstopper consulate, because they have a consulate or even the stage hand. Okay. And uh, I think there's a, there, I mean, there was a product of the gearing. Of it, it was just geared so fast, just so fast. So he was way down in the low right. range of the motor. Okay, right, and that's I mean that was just because of like the talks that we had before of like this is what it needs to be, and then blah 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 blah. But um, so and that's tricky, right? Because it, I would say the majority of the time we get folks who think they want it to move faster than they really do. Yes, you know. 
Some, you know, when you sit there at a table and count out how long this move is going to take, the natural reaction is, my gosh, that's way too long. Right. But you see something large moving in front of you, and wow, that's terrifying. Yeah, and that's how it was for this. Is like we got it up to what they wanted it to be, and it was like, holy crap, that's way, way too, too fast. fast. Yeah. yeah, it's going to hurt somebody. It's going to hurt somebody, right. So, Not you know, really hurt somebody, but it, it <laughs> but looks it's like still, it's, it's frightening to the audience, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, since it was chain, it wasn't a big deal. I just I was able to find some smaller sprockets uh, locally, and then just send somebody out and to pick them up. And yeah, so, which is nice that you had that flexibility in having a chain stage in the drivetrain, yeah. so you could play with the gear. Reduction. Yeah, it was very nice. And so, do, do you remember what the gear ratio was on the gear motor? Ish. I think it was a sixty to one. Oh, okay. So you it was already pretty. It was heavy, already pretty hefty. But yeah. it sounds like you could have gone at least another like to one twenty to one. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 At least, at least, right. Yeah. So, um, so we, you know, we got a smaller sprocket and then went to a two to uh, a two to one mechanical advantage, and that slowed it down, which which made it better. I mean, it would have been even better if it was more, but we were just too small on the sprocket to go any yeah any smaller. The, the best you could sprocket. do exactly yeah. without changing all the sprockets, but whatever. So, so we got that we got that flushed out. Um, everybody saw it in the shop and was very happy with it. Um, so we took it all down. And then went to sent it to the Bellagio because uh, you know they they were being installed on the fountains. Oh wow! Yeah, I I kind of underestimated the amount of work was going in that was going into <laughs> everything else. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I obviously knew That's the a scope. Big deal. Yeah, I obviously knew the scope of our project, right. but I didn't really fathom the scope of everybody else's project. Yeah, and it's a big deal. I mean. They closed down three lanes of the Las Vegas Strip for Whoa. three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could get a big crane in there because they had to, uh, you know, they had to crane over all of the truss and everything. Okay. Because they had to build up from the bottom of the of the lake, the Bellagio Lake. Oh yeah. And build up a stage and then build up like a truss structure for everything. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. A big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> oh god. So, <laughs> um, so we got out there. And we missed the crane. We weren't there for the crane. The crane had already been taken apart and everything. Okay. Uh, so we had to get all of our stuff out on uh, a little barge. On a barge. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you're, I don't know, like out at sea or like. That's you know, kind of how you felt sometimes. <laughs> not like, just in a fountain of a casino. Right. <laughs> in the desert. In the desert. <laughs> Which is ironic. Yeah. Right. Good point. Right. Um, yeah, so the barge was probably like five feet by like ten feet or something like that. And what it was, powered the barge? It was a little. There were two little electric motors. Uh, yeah, like with propellers on them. Yeah, yeah, little propellers on them. It was a pain in the ass to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Don't let me drive one of those things. <laughs> me and the guy I was working with, we had to drive it once, and we just sat there for a couple of minutes, like going around in circles. <laughs> but. Anyway, so we had to get all out there on a barge, and we had to get everything else out there on a barge. So it it took a long time to get our stuff out there. Yeah. Um, so I bet that's slow going. Yeah. Right. And we were, I mean, at that point, we were pretty low on that on the priority because, like, where we were hanging all of our stuff was like a self climbing truss structure. So they were still working on everything else that was going on that. Yeah. That truss structure. So. I mean, the whole rig has to get assembled. Exactly. We were pretty low. Get, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so we waited around for a while and then, uh, the next day, well, later that afternoon we got it. Um, and the next day we were able to kind of start, we got all rigged pretty quickly. Um, making it, you know, making the chain and stuff again was not so bad. 
Yeah. Um, we knew That's what good. to expect, and we had a chain puller. I mean, it would it would be even worse if I didn't have that chain puller. Right, sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Getting um, all the slack out of that, yes. that much chain. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Um, but then a little hurdle was thrown of, like, that the vertical, so the motor was on a different truss than the other mo- than the other than, frames than all of the walls okay yeah because the walls i'm sure were just like on a big header truss yeah right? exactly and then and then the motors on some other on truss. some other truss okay. and so the chain had to run through the an upright truss oh so they had to go through one of the towers yeah yeah i had to go through one of the towers Oof. And yeah, that was a little that was a little <laughs> dicey for a little bit of like how are we gonna get it yeah, to Yeah, we sure gonna miss something. Yeah. yeah. You know, it looked out like on the first one it was able to miss one of the cords by like a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Uh and then the second one took a little bit more finagling of like moving the chain to the outside of the tensioners and Yeah. The riggers helped me a lot a lot too, like of like shifting things over and stuff like that too to get yeah. it to work. But we eventually got it to work. So That's it good. was yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um How was it? This time of year, Vegas is a little warm. I mean, it's on the warm side, I guess. If you're yeah. you know, like, is it warm? Is it cool? It's more warm than it's cool. It's more warm, right? right? Most people are like, it's kind of warm. It's kind of warm. Yeah. 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 I, might, I might want a jacket. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. For the evening. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Las Vegas. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you always complain about how cold it is here. Right. And I enjoy the heat. Like, yes. I, I would rather be hot. Yeah. So you got your wish. <laughs> Holy crap. It was, it was hot. <laughs> it was very hot. I mean, being out on the black stage, yeah, in the middle of shade out in the middle of the mountain, in the middle of the lake. So like, the sun would just bounce off of the lake and then oh. right onto you. How hot the, was it? Um, it's like a. It was like 120 degrees. <laughs> like gosh. yeah it was like i mean it was we started very early in the morning yeah which was good uh, yeah which yeah. was good but come like one two o'clock in the afternoon oh, it just started to hit you like a ton of bricks oh like your feet started to burn because you know yeah you're just standing on this scorching stage <laughs> yeah you couldn't leave anything on stage like I you bet. couldn't leave anything out or like you go pick it up and it was like yeah, like scolding hot. Right, yeah, yeah. I left, I left a wrench on there. Yeah. And I was like frustrated about something and went to go pick it up and it was scolding hot and burned me. and <laughs> <laughs> Chuck it. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't throw it in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I bet that's terrible. Yeah. Once you got everything rigged and all that, how was the, uh, how was the programming? The programming was good. Uh, you know, it was, it's a very short show. Which is good. It was like it's only like twenty minute show or something like that. Okay. Um, so they were, this goes on out in the middle of the fountain, so people are just kind of walking by and stopping. Yeah, exactly. It's for um, it's for uh, Kabuki, which is the uh, is the name of a Japanese performance group. Right. Um. So it goes on like next weekend, and not an actual Kabuki performance, but yeah, the, that's the it, brand that's the name, name of, of their the troupe. troupe. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so since this was a shorter show, they were able to just give us the cues of like what it needed to do. Okay. Um, which is very nice because since it's chain and then since it's so much chain, it kind of made backlash. Yeah, yeah, there's backlash. So it kind of made the queuing a little tricky of like, you know, you can't just go from like 0 to 360 and then back to 0. Yeah. You know, cuz there's there's the backlash and you got to you got to chase that through. So like if you, you know, if you're going clockwise, and then you want to come back counterclockwise. You got yeah. to add a little bit to that counterclockwise move. We face this on heavy wagons a lot, yeah. right? You know, on deck tracks and stuff. So you really want to do like a pre-tension cue. And what sometimes you do is 
And, th- and this is part of the art of automation programming. That right. You, that you don't, it's physical objects with real weight and mass and all that. And yep. you can't just, it's not a lighting dimmer. You can't just no. like, oh, I'm just going to punch it in to go here and there. You got to think about where the load is, where was it last. Yes. And so if you moved a real heavy wagon upstage, or in this case, you spun the walls right. counter, counterclockwise. Yep. Well, when you get to the end of that queue, maybe you want to write an autofollow queue that just goes back clockwise. Yeah. A quarter of a degree. Just a scotch, right. Just enough to take all of the slack out of the chain so yes. that when you hit your next queue to go the other direction, boom, it's totally responsive. Right, right. And you're going to get that ramp time because that was another thing we noticed it, like at the beginning of like, you know, we're taking out the backlash and by the time we take out the backlash, like the, the ramp time is over. Is over. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah. You, so you, when you start, yeah, when you start seeing the move, it, it gets jerky. Yeah. And that's, again, a really important thing to keep in mind if you're programming anything that's big and right. heavy or, or you've got backlash in the system for, because of the mechanical linkage or whatever is that, you know, sometimes if you're getting jerky movements like that, take a step back and look at, well, is that happening just when I'm changing direction? Yes. If that's the case, what you really need to do is add in some extra cues to take the slack out of the system right. before you make your big movement. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, once we did that, it was fine. Uh, and it, it, I mean, it ran very smoothly. Yeah. It's very, it was a, you know, they, they were very smart about the effect. When at first they told me like, cause I was just kind of programming it with the guy and they told me there was an interpreter cause they speak Japanese and the interpreter told me, she, she said it, you know, on stage right, it needs to be on a on side A, and then on stage left, it needs to be on side B. And I'm like, that that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Yeah. It, what are you doing? Yeah. And then she's like, no, it's gonna work. And then sure <laughs> enough, I mean, it did because like you know, so they had they made the sides match up together. So instead of like two looks, they could get four different looks. Yeah. So A and you could have A and A, B and B, but right. also A B and B, B A. And right. All of them were painted to match. Yeah. Right? Or I guess printed. They to were match. printed right. But it was, I mean, it made a very neat effect. Yeah. And That's cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It was yeah. very cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing video of the whole show. I had to leave before. Yeah. Like, you know, honest to God, tech started. So right. I'm interested to see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's all done. There are some pictures up on our Instagram account yeah. and some video and stuff of the setup. And, and once we get them all together, hopefully we'll get some time to actually do a little a little blog post or something. A blog post and maybe post a, an edited video that strings a few of these things together right. so you can kind of see it along the different stages and tell the story of how it got made. But Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So what are your big kind of takeaways from this now that you've wrapped it up? Yeah, I mean, I think the first one would be like the chain is, uh, like one long chain is probably the way to go. Um, you know, looking back on it, when we first started the project, there was like discussions of like, do we do a link arm? Yeah. Or do we do chain yeah and if we do chain do we do you know individual or one long one yeah uh i mean i'm glad we didn't do a link arm yeah i think that would have really sucked yeah um so but the one long the chain one long chain better. was the way to go and you know and i once you brought it up to me of like it's gonna be a pain to rig i'm like ah oh, that's true yeah it is gonna be a pain but it wasn't so bad if if i had to rig it on my own i could see that being a pain right but having having somebody just one person there to help yeah. Yeah, you were fine. Yeah. So that was a, and that was something that yeah. It was a concern that I had that yeah, it just didn't turn out to be true. So right. a good lesson learned. Exactly. Put that one in the in the book form. Yeah. Um and then another one was, you know, this was the first uh first job we used the Nord on. And as we just discussed in the earlier episode that um there's a quiet break option that we didn't get. 
the break is loud. I mean, again, you're never going to hear it because the stage is like 100 feet in from the lake. and Yeah. So you're never going to hear it. But, right. you know, standing on stage. I, you could hear it. I could hear it. I mean, yeah. it was kind of nice for me because I tell the <laughs> operator to run. And then I'm like, okay, I heard the break. So it's going to start yeah, it's running. it's going to start moving. See? <laughs> Clank. Right. Oh, wall's about to Wall's move. moving. Right. So it's kind of nice, but, um, you yeah, know. But you wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, if yeah. you were doing it again. Yeah. And then, um, and then another thing would be just more, more reduction. reduction. Yeah, more reduction. Cool. So. Nice. Well, yeah, that's not, that all sounds good. It was it's a really cool, cool effect, and it was a fun job, fun custom job to do with Steve yeah. House. And looking forward to the next one. Yep, absolutely. Sweet. Cool. So the next thing we want to talk about. Yeah, what else has happened? No, <laughs> it's not. It's not related directly to automation. No, but it's it's interesting tech. It is interesting tech, right? And as we, as we just, say, yeah, as we lead in, <laughs> we can talk about other interesting tech. Right. Big news: Windows 10 has been released. The long-awaited day. The long-awaited day. We've been using the beta. I mean, not like in anger, but we've been using the beta for months now. Yeah, we've been using the beta for months. We have it, like you said, we haven't had it on like our production machines, but we've had it installed on a couple of machines, or at least one machine. Just one, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. just had one machine set up with Windows 10, so we could keep up with the with see the what beta, they're doing, see what's doing on. Right. It's impressive that they got as far as they did in the, at the end because it had some rough patches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like the last one we saw was not. Yeah, not didn't look like it was going to be ready for prime time. Right. But um, <laughs> you and I both uh, installed it on the day that it came out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, right before I was about ready to leave town. <laughs> <laughs> like, what could go wrong? I'm going to get on a plane tomorrow. But let's, let me. No install big the deal. Brand. No big deal. I got nothing else to we do. We are suckers for this. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, right. Is there new software? Let's, new <laughs> Let's software. download it. It's awesome. Um, I don't know. We should just chat about it a little bit. I, I think so. Right. I think it's. I think the. I really like it. Right. First off the bat, I think Windows 10 looks great. Right. We were. I mean, we're an anomaly that we liked Windows 8. I mean, that's true. Right. So, a lot of people do not like Windows 8. That is true. They will do anything they can to get out of Windows 8. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I never really had that much aversion to Windows 8. I thought the the start screen was a little jarring. A little weird. Yeah. But I like the new I like the new interface. I like the that what they had called Metro, Metro. Or, and then modern and now they're calling universal, but right. but anyway, that Metro interface I think is cool like with the live tiles. I like the live tiles a lot. Yeah. I like the Windows Phone, quite honestly. I mean, right. I yeah, the Windows Phone it. has got some nice stuff to it. Yeah, but I like that I have a Windows Phone. I just don't use a Windows Phone right. uh, as my daily driver. But I love the the live tiles thing. is really cool. And just that kind of big, bold, blocky yeah. thing. Right. It's cool. And um, then you can resize the blocks you know, yeah. to whatever, you know, and it will show more information if you resize them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they've done a great job at bridging the gap between kind of tablet mode and desktop mode yeah. in Windows 10. Yeah, right, because they've kind of brought Windows 7 and Windows 8 together. Right. Right. They it made something just, kind of better than both. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, they took kind of the best ideas, it seems to me, and, and, and pushed them together. Yep. I worried that they were going to go too far the other way. You're right. It was going to be great on desktop again, but not so good in tablet mode. In tablet mode, right. Yeah. That's yeah. It was going to be too much like Windows Seven. Yes. Right. Yes, and that you know I use a Surface as my daily driver, um, and I like using it as a tablet. I don't use it as a tablet a lot, 
but I will, like, you know, occasionally rip the keyboard off. Right. And just want to, like, read on it or watch a movie or, you know. Yeah. Poke around in OneNote or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. I don't want it to be, I, I want to still You still well. want it to be, like, a tablet. Yeah. Right? You don't yeah. want it to be, like, a yeah, I don't laptop, want to, <laughs> yeah. you know. I don't want to have to go into the command prompt and poke at things. <laughs> On the on-screen on keyboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, I think it looks it works really well. Like yep. when you rip the keyboard off, it goes into tablet mode right away, like right? Full screen start screen back. And yeah, yeah. Through. They also handle the high res screens better. Yeah, because you've got that you've got the dull XPS thirteen with right. the super crazy high res, which is really beautiful. Yeah, and it was a little goofy on eight. Like some things would get like truncated and. It was just weird on, on how it would display yeah. some things. But it's been much better. Yeah. And they've even the apps that don't support the high res, it seems better at supporting those. Not as crazy. Right. right? Exactly. Like not as super crazy small. Yep. 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 Yeah. So But this and then the start menu. I think the new start is brilliant. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's like as functional as the Windows seven start menu. Right. But with the addition of the live tiles that you got from Windows 8, Eight. they just show up in the menu. Right. And that, so I like when you hit like the start button. Yep. And you can see like the news headlines. Isn't that great? Yeah. Or if you're using Outlook, you can see like what message, you know, what uh, emails you have. Right. And, and like sports scores. Or and your stuff calendar. Like that. It shows up what your calendar is. Yeah. Uh, right. What's coming up. What's next? coming up. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. I think it. I think it's very nice. Yeah, I do yeah. it all the time. Like I'll just I'll just hit the Windows key and like just do a quick check of like other things that are going on. Yeah, and then boop, let it go. Right, and it's not so invasive like eight was. Like when you hit the Windows key, yeah. it doesn't change Doom. your entire screen or <laughs> yeah. anything like your that. Whole it just world shifts. yeah, it just pops up the little start screen. Yeah, the start menu, which is resizable as yeah. well. Yeah, I think it's really nice. I think it's really nice. Yep, Cortana is pretty cool. Yeah, Cortana, I think is very cool. Um. It's more like it's it's similar to like Siri or Google Now, right? Right. But in my opinion, it's more like Google Now, more like Google Now than Siri. Yeah. I mean, it's much yeah, because it's it's kind of smart, right? Which is <laughs> yeah, Siri not so smart. <laughs> not so smart. <laughs> this morning, I asked my phone. I'm like, hey Siri, I was leaving the the house kind of early. I wanted to see where I could get coffee at right. that time in the morning. Like, hey, when does Dunkin' Donuts open? And like, there's a Dunkin' Donuts 12 miles away from you. I'm like, I live in New England. Right. I'm never more than like three blocks from a Dunkin' Donuts. Why do I want them one nine right. miles away? The only thing I've found Siri to be good at is to tell her what time you want to wake up in the morning. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good at that. She's pretty consistent at that. Other yeah. than that, <laughs> yeah, good luck. What always happens to me, <laughs> what has happened to me several times in Siri is like, I'll poke it and I'll say something. Yeah. And it'll start dialing a phone number. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is not at all what I meant to do. <laughs> I'm like, play some music. Calling, da, Calling da, da, your da. mother. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to play yeah. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> right, as I do. I always right. like some Backstreet Boys. I, I'm an insane guy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, back to Cortana. Cortana is pretty cool. Today, I hit the little Cortana um, circle. You know, you can like hit the circle. You can um, type in a little search box or you can hit Windows key C. Or say... Or you can say, "Hey Cortana, we gotta we gotta whisper it because otherwise our laptops will <laughs> launch Cortana." Um, and and it, Cortana popped up and it said, uh, "She said, do you want me to track these packages?'" Yes, because I'd gotten a couple of emails in from Digikey and Mouser, and recognized the UPS tracking number, and I was like, "Yeah, I totally want you to start tracking those packages. That's awesome." 
Thanks for noticing. Right. But so it analyzed my email and figured that out. Yeah. So when you hit start, you can see what packages are coming to you. Exactly. And when they're going to be delivered. And when they're going to be here and right. stuff. Yeah. It and it does that with sweet. flights and stuff right. too. Yep. Yeah. It's and sweet. then you can tell it like your favorite sports teams and it will track those for you. Right. So. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. I, I really like Cortana. It's pretty useful. And the the voice thing is a little goofy with it, maybe. Like, I don't know how often you're going to use that sitting at your desk. Right. But I have used it a few times. I yeah. mean, it, it is handy if, uh, <laughs> I don't do it when I'm around other people, but <laughs> like if I'm, you know, if, if you're not, if you don't look like a dope talking to your computer, you can say, hey, Cordana, right. can you, you know, whatever. Right. Open tell up this. You can, you can tell it to open up an app for you. You can tell it to schedule an appointment. You can yeah. tell it to ask it what, ask her what's coming up next on your calendar. Right. It's, set it's a neat. reminder. Yeah. Set a reminder, set a timer. Yep. Yeah. I think the new universal apps look really nice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I really like the calendar. The calendar is the great. The calendars, they made some some nice changes to that. And it integrates great with Google Calendar because right. we use Google services for all of our business stuff. Yep. And, and uh, before it did not integrate. No. It integrate Windows, very well. The Windows 8 calendar could only look at one Google Calendar. Right. And it doesn't can, work for us. No, it doesn't work because right. we have like a production calendar, a rentals calendar, sales calendar, yeah. you know, personal, personal calendar, calendars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So payday calendar, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And that all syncs up. It's very nice. Yeah. And the mail is better. Mail's a lot better. I, I haven't really used mail. Yeah. Too much. I mean, I, I really like Gmail. Yeah. Um, so I just use Gmail. Yeah. I like Gmail too. The only thing I'd say is that I've been using microsoft's edge browser more yeah which is we're just talking about that yeah because you know we're i've been a chrome guy for a long time yes but same here um i thought i'd give edge a try since it's the new browser from microsoft right and like the hype leading up to it was very strong yeah a lot of people i mean microsoft pushed it pretty hard and, and then a lot of people had very good things to say about it and on high dpi displays web pages look a lot better in yes edge than they, they do, do chrome right like, all the web, all the scaling works a lot better. Yep. But boy, Gmail is not fast. It, <laughs> Gmail is painfully not fast in anything slow. except for Chrome. Right. And like we, I, we both use like the keyboard shortcuts a lot in yes. Gmail, and it is just yeah. Like, like, did I slow. hit the key? I thought yeah. yeah. I, what's going on? I marked that to move. What right. happened? Is yeah. it, is my computer broken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I have used Mail a little bit more just because the Mail app on Windows 10 a little bit more. Yeah. Because because Gmail is so slow in Edge, I've experimented with it a little bit more. It's I still miss Gmail's shortcut keys because we get a lot of email and we have right. to blast through a lot of email and um, having all those keyboard shortcuts are really fast. Yes. You know, because it's right. got like the Vim style keyboard shortcuts for moving up and down. Right. And, Selecting and filing and yep yep um, Word and Excel though the two the two mobile versions of yeah, their office because they're free now they're free yeah and we have obviously an office subscription so we get the full thing but they're actually pretty nice yeah the free, the free versions are very nice yeah, yeah and they work a little bit better in tablet mode and yep they're pretty cool yeah and then OneNote OneNote has made some big improvements yeah I mean, it's crazy to see what OneNote has done just in the last year or so. Yes. The improvements they've made, and this is a big improvement. Yeah. It looks really great. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. We love OneNote. Yeah. I use one, we use OneNote for lots of stuff, and it looks good in Windows 10. The The uh, universal version of it is really nice. Right. It's very, again, really easy to use in tablet mode or in desktop mode. Yep. 
So yeah. it's pretty great. I don't know. It's 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 fun to see Microsoft firing on all cylinders. It yes. looks like to me. And yes, we're both big Mac fans as well. We you know we dip our toes in both waters. But right. But it's nice to see that Microsoft you know kind of becoming a power again. Yes. You know because it seems like they got a lot of smart engineers right and it's nice to see them executing well doing some cool stuff yeah yeah i like it and it's funny you know i've listened to quite a few other podcasts talking about windows 10 and they seem in general seems like people really love it right i mean i've seen a fair amount of people using it already yeah and which is good to see yeah and of course it's free for anyone who doesn't know yeah yeah uh so if you're rocking windows 7 or 8 you can all right, even Vista? I, I think it's Vista. Yeah. yeah, I think it goes back as Vista, far as Vista. Vista yep. 7 or 8, Windows for, 10 is a free upgrade. Yeah, within a year. Yeah, you have to you have to take advantage of the offer within a year, yep. but it's free. So. Yep, and then we'll start, probably get like one more update or two, yep. and then we'll probably start putting it on our rental yep. laptops. Yep, and so far it looks like SpikeMark works well. Yep. You know, we got more testing to do. We'll probably be updating SpikeMark a little bit uh, to work better with Windows 10 um, in the not too distant future, just right. upgrading mostly the .NET framework. Yes, because that's changed. Because that's changed again, and we're we held it back uh, one version, right? Um, just to not require people to update. Yep. But that'll be coming up. So, anyway, really cool, right? Yeah, it's I think it's fun, great. Yeah. Fun new tech, and come the fall, we should be seeing new uh, new, new Mac OS. Apple. Yeah, yeah. So right. we'll have to talk about that too. Yeah, when it comes and out. iOS will be will be nice too. Yeah, sweet. Cool. I think that wraps up the show for this week. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like the show, please rate it on iTunes and tell your friends. It's the best way for people to find the show. If you have things you'd like us to talk about, send an email to podcast at Creative Connors. We do have a little bit of a backlog. We've got some topics coming up that people have asked for, and we're yep. uh, we apologize for not getting to them. But we're it's great that we've had so much feedback, and we'll be uh, churning through them here in the next in the coming weeks. And we've got some exciting projects coming up that we'll be talking. We'll be about talking about. Too. Yep. Absolutely. So, see you probably. I think I think we will actually yeah, see. We'll you be next here week. next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're, I don't think either of us are traveling next week. Right. So we'll be able to we'll podcast again. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys.